Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And uh, as always, we're going to get to the uh, chit-chat here in just a little bit, and this is another uh, conversation from that long, long conversation that Randall and I had uh, probably over a month ago now at this point, but there was just so much video game chat and just like... Yeah, we're a little bit all over the map per usual with the Save It for the Cast stuff. But yeah, we dug into all sorts of retro games, stuff from the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality, uh, you know, Lost Vikings, uh, just all sorts of gaming nonsense or not nonsense, really, really fun gaming conversation uh, and just conversation in general. So we'll get to that in just a sec. But as always, I wanted to uh, or I want to uh, kick things off with a few uh uh, things that I've been playing lately, and yeah, I've been doing a bunch of streaming as of late, mo- mostly just kind of winging it, and uh, yeah, there's the every a bunch of our pals uh, in the Indie Game Collective were uh, chatting about the uh, Steam Next Fest demos, and I'm usually not much of a demo guy, I don't need to like check, I'm, especially if it's something I know I want to play, I'm like, okay, I know I want to play this, like uh, there's uh, like even we talked about the Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo on the podcast, it's like I just knew I was going to play that game, so no real reason to fire up that demo, because I know I'm going to buy it and why spoil some of the experience for me? But when it's stuff that like, you know, I just have like been seeing these games pop up on Twitter or different social media or just even on Steam or Itch.io or whatever. Um, I was like, OK, I've, I'm down to dig into some of these and some that I was just discovering for the first time. But one that I wanted to dive into right away, it was called Rog and Roll, <laughs> like Rock and Roll, but Rog, R-O-G. Um, but it's a really cool kind of like 16 bit, almost like between 8 bit and 16 bit, like side scrolling platformer, I guess closer to Super Nintendo style. And it's like uh, visuals and everything. But it's also like kind of 3D at the same time, but only in the sense like it's still a fully 2D side scrolling platformer. Uh, which with pretty basic abilities, at least what I played so far, you're just it's kind of a hop and bop. You know, you just run around jumping on enemies and you can do a little roll kind of Donkey Kong Country style. Um, and yeah, just really like fluid, expressive platforming mechanics. And it's just got such great music, such great style. I just played a few levels and it was one of those situations where I was like, yep, OK, I'm all about this. I like what I see. Like, you know, shut it down pretty quickly because it was just awesome. But yeah, on that same stream, I ended up jumping over to another game called Frog Gun, which is kind of like a PS1 N64 era 3D platformer. Another one that I've been just seeing little clips and snippets of for a long time that I've been really wanting to get my hands on. And that one actually kind of really caught me by surprise because the more I had seen it, I was like, oh, you know, these are looking like kind of smaller, like diorama puzzly levels. And not that that's a bad thing, but I was like, I was kind of hoping for a more like platformery kind of game. And yeah, but even in the uh, couple of levels I played in the demo, I probably played like three, four, maybe five levels. Like the levels were getting pretty expansive. The platforming was really expressive. You basically just have this like frog gun thing for a hand and you can either grab like objects and then spit them out and chuck them across the room or the not room, but uh, chuck them across the environment at enemies or whatever. And you can grab enemies as well. But you can also like use your tongue kind of like a grappling hook and like grapple onto a wall and pull yourself across a gap or whatever. There's just tons of cool stuff. And I I can only assume it's just going to add more mechanics as things go on in more environments. And uh, I guess one more that I uh, checked out a couple more, actually, Uh, another one that uh, I hadn't even heard of until just scrolling through the Steam Next Fest list. Uh, was a Shinobi Non Grata, and it's like a side-scrolling, almost like a boss rush arcade, like beat-em-up, um, but side-scrolling in the sense that like, it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. You don't have that kind of 3D sense of uh, depth like you do in a beat-em-up. Like, I've been playing a little bit of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge game, so yeah, you're, you don't have that 3D 
depth like you do in a beat-em-up, but it kind of plays more like a beat-em-up where you just have your set of moves, you have a few specials, but it's just got stunning, stunning pixel art. Like, it's amazing. The music's amazing. Really kind of like, uh, it seems like it's kind of going for that true 8-bit aesthetic, but at the same time going like full widescreen. There's definitely some like extra like particle effects or something going on with like the flames. Like it's just a stunning looking looking game, but the combat is just so satisfying. It's like the reason I kind of call it more of a boss rush. There is like a stage kind of beforehand, but it feels more like kind of Gunstar Heroesy, where you're just like you're just plowing down these like popcorn enemies. I guess some of the Gunstar Heroes stages are a little bit tough, but you're just kind of like running to the right. Uh, every enemy dies in like one hit for the most part, maybe two, and then there's kind of like a little like bell that you have to like slash open and then you like enter the boss zone and yeah I made it to what I think was the final boss of the demo but didn't stand the chance but that was another one where I was like oh I'm very into this and even if it was honestly just like a like a almost like an auto runner or like a high score chasing arcade game it would almost be good enough for me but the fact that there's like a level progression and just like you know, it's, I'm assuming it's just going to kind of ramp things up. Just was really blown away by that one. And then the other one that I was, I wasn't going to mention Shinobi Non Grata, but I was like, I got to mention that game real quick. But the one I wanted to wrap up with for the demos here is a game called Frog. Uh, and that's like Rogue and Frog just smashed together. Um, and this is a really cool game. We've talked about uh, a couple of the developers games in the past, or at least I, I know I've talked about Raven's Hike on the podcast in the past. Uh, but the developer has also worked on a game called Red Ronin. Uh, there's a, actually there's a few other games. They have another game in the works called Undergrave. So Frogue and Undergrave. I think I might have even talked about Undergrave on the podcast. They're both uh, roguelike games, uh, Frogue and Undergrave, not to <laughs> make this extra confusing, but just to talk about Frogue here. Again, it's kind of like a side scrolling 2D platformer turn-based tactics super hot meets dandara meets turn-based tactics i guess i couldn't think of another <laughs> game to smash in there but uh yeah you, you basically have like these throwing knives that you start with just one but you can get upgrades and get more of those and you're basically like every time you're you have like a limited amount of like range that you can like jump with your frog character and you can either stick to the walls, stick to the ceiling, stick to like every room or every floor or whatever of the dungeon because it is like a kind of traditional roguelike progression in the demo here at least. Um, you're basically moving along and there's a single room, there's a bunch of enemies, you just have to clear all the enemies from the room and then the door opens up and then you can exit and move on to the next room. And then yeah, when you're like Every time you make a move, as soon as you make like when you when you're traveling to your new destination, either jumping or throwing a knife or whatever, then like the enemies might fire a shot at you and the bullets kind of travel a little bit. But then it freezes while you, you know, have your turn. So it is like turn based, but it really feels like an action game at times as well, uh, especially because you can just move around so quickly. And once you're like, OK, I want to do this, this, this. But you can like activate like a bullet time slow mo mode. So like even when you take your turns. Uh, for like a couple turns, maybe two or three turns, the bullets won't move or the enemies won't uh, make any decisions or anything. It's just an incredible, like I already knew I was excited for this one and it was actually a demo that I kept playing for quite a while, but I was like, okay, I know I want to get this game, um, especially knowing the pedigree of uh, the developer, uh, Wired Dreams Games. Uh, I think it's Thiago Oliveira, Thiago something. I'm drawing a blank on the last name, but uh, Wired Dreams Games. And yeah, again, uh, I don't know for sure if that one's coming to Switch, but most of uh, their games so far have made their way to uh, Switch eventually, including Raven's Hike, uh, which just made its way over recently and I guess actually one more demo because this was going to tie into what I was going to talk about next uh, is a new game uh, called Dome Keeper and this is from Raw Fury who's probably my favorite indie publisher around and this is a game that was originally developed I'm pretty sure it was for the Ludum Dar game jam it might have been Game Maker's Toolkit 
uh, but it was called Dome Romantic, and I think it either won or it was, if it didn't win, it was a very highly regarded game in the game jam and it looks like that concept is getting expanded upon and I don't know if it was the developer that mentioned it or just some random person on Twitter but somebody said like hey don't check out the dome keeper demo it's kind of like a vertical kingdom and uh if you've listened to the podcast in the past or watched any of our videos or whatever you know I'm a huge kingdom fan whether it's new lands or um, two crowns or like the new Norse lands update to two crowns. They have that new like eighties version coming out. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be DLC or it's uh, own game, but uh, I think that's a wonderful comparison for dome keeper, like vertical kingdom. It's very much like resource and time management, but you're just kind of like digging down deeper into a tunnel and then protecting your dome, uh, at the top of that tunnel, or I guess a cave tunnel, whatever you want to call it, but you're kind of like steam world dig style. You're like digging down deeper and deeper into the environment trying to you know mine for resources and then you can spend those resources on either upgrading like your character's speed like movement you know when you're zipping around the mine or how many resources you can carry at a time or build a mine I think this is actually more of like a buff that you unlock but you can build like a a mine shaft that actually you don't have to then carry the uh, resources to the top you can actually just carry them over to the mine shaft thing and just leave them over there and they kind of like get get attached to these like gravity beam things or whatever it's a really cool kind of like sci-fi aesthetic the pixel art and music is amazing kind of again with that kingdom comparison it's just like the mood and aesthetic is just so good it's it there was a few things that were like a smidge rough around the edges like it seemed like maybe they were like we got to get this demo out for steam next fest but not not in any like bad way but and then also like a lot of things that were limited off or uh, gated off in the sense like you could only pick this like laser dome to start as um or to like defend or whatever, but it looked like there were a few other dome types that would then give you like different weapons to defend yourself. And then, yeah, the dome you can upgrade in a bunch of different ways with the different resources along with your character and different perks and upgrades. It's just really cool, really atmospheric. Uh, I'm just a sucker for these kind of like slower plotting roguelikes or at least, yeah, it's, this, this one's even more of a roguelike than uh, in particular than like two crowns. Uh, Kingdom Two Crowns, that is, and I guess to just talk about Kingdom real quick, uh, yeah, we just recently uh, set some monthly milestones on our Patreon and Coffee page. We don't really mention that much on the podcast, uh, but we set some uh, monthly milestones for that. And uh, for all of our monthly supporters, we do votes in our uh, Discord for uh, occasional streams for like, okay, what do we want to, uh, what do you want to see us play? And Kingdom Norse Lands won the most recent poll, um, or I think it was the most recent poll, at least as, at the time of uh, recording this, but. Uh, yeah, I played played a bunch of that. I unfortunately got disconnected during the stream like halfway through. I just ended up having to switch servers and it's once again just got entirely just sucked into this game. Started a, a new campaign from scratch because what I always seem to do is like start up a file either with DJ or with myself and then pick it up with DJ. And then we like end up just things start falling apart and I'm like, ah, oh, I could I could do that a little bit better. I could min max this and not that I'm going like full blown min max by any stretch of the imagination. Um but yeah, it was just uh, I, I just love that game and series so much. So I just can't get enough. So the fact that there's more kingdom coming in like the 80s sense or and again, I can just play any version of this game, to be honest, even new lands is fine with me. It's even a little bit more satisfying sometimes with the slightly more roguelike uh, structure. But yeah, the fact that there's a dome keeper coming down the pipeline and the fact that it's got that raw fury stamp of approval, at least for me. That's like huge. They're they're one of my favorite indie publishers around. Like I was saying earlier, 
Um, and yeah, otherwise, like I was saying, I'm, I'm not going to really talk about it much, but yeah, but I have been playing the new, uh, turtles game. Uh, I played through about, uh, from what I've, from what I saw online, I, I think there's 12 levels and I've played through the first six. So roughly halfway through the game, but I was just playing by myself and I was like, ah, I kind of hope I can sync up with either have John, you know, he lives right across the street pretty much. So have him swing over or, uh, Randall and I sync up online or maybe all three of us or whatever, maybe even play with some of the folks in the discord. It's just like, this is just meant, especially cause it's not only four players, but six players, uh, but yeah, it's everything I wanted it to be. It's like giving me all the turtles and time nostalgia that I could ever hope for. But at the same time, like adding that, you know, quality of life layers of improvement and just polish and the tribute games, like just stunning pixel art. The music's amazing. I, there's just nothing negative to say about the game. It's absolutely fantastic. And again, the fact that it's uh, available day, day one on Game Pass, I was just like, OK, no brainer. Let me fire this up check it out and uh yeah was definitely not disappointed in the slightest but i think i've gone on for way way longer than i anticipated here so uh i think i'm gonna toss things over to randall and i for the rest of the episode and uh yeah um until then we will uh catch y'all next week and take care already like i'm enjoying this life of just like only going out to go to the grocery store and like hang out with people and do whatever and like i can do that back in michigan you know yeah looking for for probably more cheaper this a slower pace yeah and like and and especially with like my brothers having that having a baby and like being back home with like my cousins and stuff and like playing games with them like yeah uh like my cousins uh little kids so i guess my second cousins but like you know, like, and he's like, my little cousin Drew is like into it. Did we talk? I feel like we talked about this. I'm having like deja vu. We we talked like, about you you playing with your cousin for sure, like playing like Switch Online and stuff like that in the past. Okay, but not like I haven't talked about this last trip when I went back to Michigan. I can't. I feel like we talked about this, maybe, but I don't know. But he was he got like the Mega Man Legends collection. My cousin just oh, nice. got like the Legends two collect. Like he, for some reason he got the version that comes with like Mega Man seven, eight, seven, nine, eight, and nine, ten. Ten, yeah. And like my little cousin, who's like, I don't know, maybe five years old, four or five years old. He's like watching YouTube oh videos, God. like walkthroughs. He's like, oh, yeah, you got to beat this boss and what? then beat this boss. And I was Can like, can he oh, actually man. beat those bosses? We were like chipping away like we were taking turns. I was beating. I was way impressed because like last time I played games with him, I think and eh, maybe there's one other time in between. But we played like uh, some Yoshi's Woolly World one yeah. time. I think it was just the demo. And it was definitely like I was kind of like. I was making the progress and then just like, okay, Drew, come on. And like, we had it on like the no death mode or whatever sure. it is, like the kind of easy mode. And it's just like, I was just kind of waiting for him to, you know, it, it, it was more just like letting him enjoy the yeah. time with the game. And I was just kind of, you know, a bystander. If yeah. You That's but a like fun this game time to it, look at anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I crafted world, whichever one it was, but right. Um, but either way, yeah, he was like playing and like, you know, definitely like making it through half the stage and like killing some enemies and nice. stuff. And like, but he definitely like whatever video he watched must have talked about like the order you need to kill the robot masters oh in because he's like, oh, you got to do, you know, you got to kill Windman and then whoever. I like, I was like, oh, this is impressive. Sheesh. And like, you're, you're like into this big time. So. I don't know. It kind of took me back to like, even though we didn't like watch them on YouTube, but like finding like a little secret in Nintendo power or, yeah. uh, or like seeing like the whole map and you're like, yeah. Oh, like there's like when they'd have like those whole spread layouts, it's like, Oh man. Yeah. He's like kind of reliving that in a, you know, 
totally different generation or era or whatever but nine and ten in particular those are those are good games yeah and it was kind of, we were playing uh seven i think I, it was either seven or eight the super was, nintendo super seven was super nintendo eight was playstation and saturn i believe so and it might have even been super nintendo as well i but i i don't Maybe. think so i don't think so but I, for some reason i feel like i've seen that cartridge but i might be thinking of seven um, but it was pretty cool. The jump feels a little odd in Mega Man seven. I'll say like, it feels a little, maybe yeah. it was just the, it, it wasn't. Yeah. I, Cause I know I complained about that with those Mega Man legends, like the little like bit of laggy oh, yeah. input delay. That's like a little off. So maybe that is what it was, but it, it felt like overly odd. Like I really had to like really, really think about it. We're like in the, in the ones that I like the NES games, I sort of remember being like, okay, it takes a second and I don't love it, but like I can kind of get used to it Oof. where this was like, oh man, this is, I really have to make these jumps like deliberate. Um, but and it was I think still the fun. Consensus, it's a cool, cool looking game. I, yeah. it is. Oh yeah. It's pretty game. I think the consensus is like the Mega Man X games are definitely better than Mega Man seven is on super Nintendo. Yeah, I would agree with that from the little bit I've played. Yeah. Um, yeah, just even just having that like dash mechanic in yeah. Mega Man X, like just feels like such a snappier, snappier game. Oh, yeah. But they're also. I, I yeah, I'd say way fucking harder. I, I only had Mega Man X4 growing up. That oh, was, wow. For whatever reason, that was the one my brother had on PlayStation X4. Nice. And uh, I don't know if I ever beat a stage on that game. Like I probably did over the years because we would play that game quite a bit. But I I, I remember making it to the bosses, yeah. but just being like, God damn, man, these are brutal. I have the X collection. X4 was the first one that you could play as uh, the red person. Zero? Zero. Right? Yeah, yeah, with the saber, right? Yeah, like I believe from the so. start. Like, I believe so. I because yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember. Yeah, be, like being like, well, maybe I'm better with Zero. Oh, yeah, no, maybe I'm better with Mega Man. Yeah. Um, man, those games are good though. Yeah, those games are good. Yeah, and I don't always love that like kind of mech anime style, but it works for the Mega Man X games. Like, it and works when it's in uh, really well. art, it's kind of a different story at that point. Yeah, it's that's just, totally true. Yeah. Because I, I don't always love the hand-drawn animated games. Like, I, every now and then something yeah. comes along, like, Gree or something like that, where you're like, oh, this is a beautiful, like, right work of art, regardless of whether yes. it's a game or not. But, like, for the most part, like, some of those hand-drawn games, like, the the feel of the movement and the animations, yeah. like, the, they just don't match up well, and they just end up feeling like... I think that's kind of where Hollow Knight doesn't quite click for me. Like, I know that, like... Obviously, that game looks great and has great yeah. animation oh, and yeah. this and that, but it just, does, for whatever reason, it just doesn't click in my brain where it's just like, this just feels weird. I can't get in the groove. That's always been an issue ever since Prince of Persia, you know? Yeah, they've yeah, put, that's a good put point. visuals over gameplay to some degree. That's always been an issue. I'm trying to think. There was a game I played somewhat recently. I think it was just a demo, so it might might still be coming like a full version of it. Although I think it was more like a prototype. Like they were trying to like maybe develop it more. Yeah. But it, I think it was called Black Resin. But it was like kind of a, a game that played like that, where it had like really deliberate movement. Yeah. And there was another game called Oh Geez Oh No My Bunnies Are Gone or My <laughs> Rabbits Are Gone or something um, that also works like that. But they the, but it has like the way they like. They build the game out in more of like you can tell the levels are like built and I guess it probably was like this in Prince of Persia too, but it's like you can tell there's like a grid or like a tile system to yeah. everything. And actually that oh geez, oh no, my rabbits are gone or whatever game actually like shows like a little like you can turn it off if you want, but it shows like the little like 
almost like a like a meter that would show like where your golf shot's gonna go in yeah, a golf game. Yeah, like it shows yeah. like a little dotted line. Like, okay, this is where your jump's gonna oh, go. And if you're helpful. running, this is like how far. Yeah, like this is how much further you're gonna go. So that's good. It is. Like again, you can turn it off. Like I, I had it on at first, and then I kind of get used to. Okay, yeah. that's how long, that's how big the gap is. Okay, you get used to the feel of like. Right. Okay, this kinda is the run gap. You. This is the walk gap. Yeah. Um. And again, you can leave it on if you want. But I was like that, and it's just like a really subtle, and it it worked really well with the art style of the game too. It just kept like this really soft. Like that's an awesome game, actually. To be honest, I need to go back to that one. Like really clever, crafty puzzles. Like it's a puzzle platformer, but really focused on the like exploration aspect of the platforming yeah. and the puzzle solving. Like What'd a you really play it on? cool game. It was, I think it was in one of the itchio bundles. Oh, okay. It was on PC. It, I'm pretty sure it was in the uh, bundle for racial justice and equality. Nice. Cause it was one of the early ones that I like dove into. Yeah. Um, and it felt pretty big. Like I played like a good hour or so. And I was like, man, there's still plenty more to this game. It feels. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. B- before you escape Chicago, I need to, I sh- should visit you out there you and John in particular. Oh yeah, especially cuz we literally live like right across It would the be really stupid other. not to do that. So Well, and, for what it, that was one of the reasons I reached out to Saul and Gus and those guys cuz I was yeah. like I don't want to lose my connection to Chicago, so mm-hmm. I was like it'd be what if I like came into town once a month and did your guys inventory mm-hmm. at both restaurants and maybe all three if they open up a new one and like stayed for 3-4 days or whatever and took a bunch of pictures and like and then from home like you know you guys kind of like Kind of the stuff you were talking about, like get things more organized. Like yeah. you guys could just scan in your invoices yeah. and then I'll keep everything organized yes. on the back end. Digital. And do, yes. do all the invoicing and all the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, costing and, you know, cost analysis and all that stuff. Yep. Um, I was all the stuff that like, I basically was like all the stuff that you always used to want us to do, but like I'd never had time to do because I was bartending and managing and doing this and that is like, right. I, I can give you an inventory, but I can't do i can't like break it down yeah like you want i was like i could i could do that now if so i like basically was like hey if you guys like no pressure but if there's like if you can come up with a list of stuff like i would love to not cut all ties from chicago right um so i'm kind of waiting to hear back from them on that yeah let me be like your fiscal analyst or something you know exactly yeah like i'll be like an accountant i'll do payroll i'll do like a bunch of the stuff that like basically Joel has to deal with, I'm sure by himself. Right. Like, it's just like, man, what can I take off your plate? It could even maybe be a part-time thing. Like I was like, cause yeah, right. if I'm like my cost of living, I'm assuming would come down in Michigan from maybe. here in Chicago. Yeah. You never know, but, <laughs> um, you know, re- theoretically it could. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, I'm not really looking to like make it get rich with this fantasy job. I just sure. made up, you know, I was like, right. <laughs> I, just, I just looking to like have health insurance and pay the bills. So, yep. And, you know, it'd be cool to keep it because those guys are like family friends, too. But yeah, right. I'm thinking like by the end of the year, I'm thinking I would probably move. So damn, I'm not in like in a huge hurry, but and I'm, I'm not like putting any like time stamp on like my parents are like, oh, you said October. You said I'm oh like, oh, my God, don't I, I'm not saying any time limit. I was like, don't I even I told my cousin even I was like, don't tell the kids. I was like, yeah. I'm not as like, it's not 100 percent. Like, who knows what if I land a job that, you know, who knows what will end up happening. So I was like. But I'm pretty sure that I'm done living in Chicago. I, I've been saying that for a while. So right, yeah, no, I I definitely know that too. Just that's like okay, a, you know. That's chapters, chapters, and new ones start. That's yeah. totally fine. But I like I, like again, like with John and the music stuff. Sure. Like it's like, man, I'd really like to keep some ties here in Chicago. So. Right. Um, because I could, I would then like if I moved back home, I'd probably like maybe not split it in half, but I'd like live like, you know, within an hour of where my family lives and yeah. stuff, but closer to Chicago. So it's, Oh, now it's only like a three and a half, four hour drive. 
and that making that trip once a month right not so bad i don't right. i don't think and be especially if i got to come and see friends and yeah you know whatever it'd be work too obviously but could take the amtrak potentially yeah yeah who knows maybe they'll build a bullet train one of these days hell yeah one of these days no, that's oh well. I'm going to I'm going to go to they're they're doing Portland Retro Gaming Expo again this year finally. So Ooh. uh they just announced it and put dates out there in October. So I I already booked a hotel and got my ticket. So I'm Ooh, like October. I'm, I like it, looked at it and because Google Maps like keeps track of my entire life. Uh, <laughs> it said you yeah. last visited this in 2016. I'm like oh shit, it's been that long, huh? Damn, yeah. I, okay. I almost like in my head, like 2016 doesn't sound that long ago, but it's like, yeah, that was six years six ago, six years. And yeah, I w- it's funny you say that because I was talking to John, too, because like obviously our buddy Glenn moved out there yeah. not too long ago. And I was saying like, hey, before I like move back home and start working again or whatever, this, yeah. depending on how the situation goes, I was like, it might be cool to like take a trip out to Seattle. And we had Hell talked about yeah. like, oh, maybe I was like, maybe we could sync it up with like PAX West or something. But yeah. either either the retro expo or PAX or whatever or or anytime. It doesn't yes. necessarily have to be that. But that was just like, oh, here'd be like a double excuse. And like we go we could go see. I, my cousin Angie also lives out there. Oh, cool. Um, I think she's a, I forget what area she's in, but she's like in a slightly different area, but it's still like between Randall and Glenn and yeah. my cousin Angie. It's like, I, I definitely, especially before I start working and before I put, move back or whatever, it'd be like, oh, that'd be a no brainer to like do this before I start up a new thing. Yeah. That, anytime, anytime in. you or you and John or however you want to handle that. Any Like we have this split level house with a, like complete finished downstairs you know and it's it's that's where people stay when they visit and it's like you basically get your own like mini apartment basically like it's heck yeah well i appreciate that offer for yeah. sure that's a, that would be awesome because yeah obviously we could get a place and split it too if like john and i and lauren came or something right but um but that would be cool i think like as lauren i think like stay here too though ultimately that's fine. yeah i, I think like because I think like you and well, obviously you already get along with John, but like I think like it'd be cool to just meet, obviously. But like yeah. I think like Tina would also get along really well with John yeah. and Warren. Uh, like, I don't know. I just it'd I think be, so it would too. be cool. Definitely be cool. And like same thing with our buddy Glenn was like we kind of moved like we got a bigger apartment because we wanted to encourage our friends to come visit us and stuff. So, yeah, they've got I know they've got like plenty of room and he kind of offered up the same. So, yeah, even if we like split up, OK, you guys stay, you know, yeah, so we're not overwhelming any one person with company or whatever but it'd be cool because it'd be it would also be cool to introduce you to glenn and yeah. <laughs> uh his uh his uh girlfriend or partner becky i know because um, they've already been out here for a little while at this point yeah so yeah like, i think oh, like shoot. four or five months yeah. and that, i i think yeah i think you guys would get along with them really well as oh, well yeah. glenn, glenn's I mean, if definitely they're if like, they are y'all's friends then that's that's that vouches for a lot in the first place as far as yeah. i'm concerned yeah, Glenn's definitely like of of the friends I've had here in Chicago, definitely the person I probably got like the closest with over like the band stuff. Yeah. And, like we would always it, you know, we would always just be like for whatever reason, like him and I would drive to shows together and Mikey and John would drive together. Like yeah. for whatever almost every now and then we'd be like like Glenn would just be like, I'm gonna drive with Mikey this time. I feel bad. It's you know, we never drive together. But it was it was right. weird how we were like kind of ritualistic with that stuff. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're coming with me. Like it was like just unspoken, but mm-hmm. yep, you're you're with me, right? Mm-hmm. No, that would be that would be dope too. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. And I know I think I think he would be interested in either of those like yeah. expos as well. Um 
Yeah, I don't so know if they're cool. doing, they, there used to be a Seattle Retro Gaming Expo, and I think that might have just flat out died. Let me look. I wouldn't be too, especially if they have other ones, like, or yeah. if they have other festivals like PAX and stuff, and then if and the Portland one is so yeah. big, you know? The Portland like, one uh, you've been to, it's is the biggest one it's practically the pinnacle, in the yeah, country. Like, yeah. well, the Midwest, actually the Midwest gaming one in Wisconsin is pretty damn big too, but. Is that Portland the one that one they kind of go into like the arcade stuff too? Like they have a big arcade thing. At well, it? Portland does too at this point. Both of them do. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. That stuff's coming back, man. Yeah, or been back for a long time. But oh yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like the Seattle one might be might be done. Dunzo Corleone, Maybe. or at least for now. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, I gotta dead. think. Yeah, any of the any of the like non major events. Like, you know, if you weren't PAX or one of the huge ones, yeah, it's got to be hard to come back after COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Th- oof. Yeah. The, <laughs> the website talks about Seattle Retro Gaming Expo 2014. So ooh, that's, yeah, ooh, that's, man, uh, before we before we even went to Portland, which I think I went to that Seattle Retro Gaming Expo and now I'm getting very old. Were you living out there by then? Yeah, we moved. Uh, we moved it to Washington State February 2013. Okay, dang. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, ten years almost. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's even when I think about. I think I moved here to Chicago in like 2008 or something. Yeah, you you moved to Chicago way before we Long. moved out of Michigan. Yeah, it was like I know I graduated high school in 2005 and I did like, yeah, I think I did like two years of just like random college stuff, two and yeah. a half years or something. And then I was like, OK, and I'm moving. Although you would always be driving out to Michigan. So, be like, oh, sweet. Kevin's back in town. Let's, yeah. Get those gaming yeah. sessions in. Yeah. Play like fall asleep driving home after <laughs> oh playing God. like seven hours playing <laughs> Lost Vikings. I, I, I remember like on the way driving home playing Lost Vikings. I had to like roll the windows down and like <laughs> it was like 7 a.m. I remember you guys like Tina was like, just stay, just yeah. stay here. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't tell my parents I was spending the night and like they're not going to be up. So like I can't text them and tell them. Uh... Um, and so I would drive home and like I, I, I yeah, I remember one time just like windows down. The free, it was like winter. Uh... So windows down, like freezing. Yeah, just that like does I help. Get, I get because like when you have the heat on, yeah, and you're t- if you're tired oh, and driving no and it's and yeah. it, obviously it's dark, you know, that's too just comfy. Like start zonking out, yep. man. You just get in this weird zone, or I do. Yep. Um, you almost about, died, but we did beat the Lost Vikings, so worth it. Yeah, worth it. It wouldn't have been worth it. Wouldn't have been worth it for Lost Vikings two, but for Lost Vikings yeah. one, yeah, worth it. And I, not that Lost Vikings two is bad, but I remember we were just kind of like, we're not going to beat this game, right? yeah no no it it just yeah i don't know why it just didn't click the same way it definitely the visuals are i'm not as into oh like they really kind of switched up how things looked because i know no because it lost vikings 2 was norse by norse west i want to say something yeah yeah uh, and that was like a cgi 3d thing on uh saturn and playstation i want to say but i think it was still sprite art on Super Nintendo, was it not? I don't remember. I just remember it like had like an uglier look. Like it, it had like a little more tood to it, you know. But I, I know what you mean. I do remember that kind of 3D kind of pre-rendered yeah. look to the game. I can't remember how it looked exactly on uh um on the Super Nintendo, but that is the version I have. Yeah. Um 
But I, I just remember like, and maybe it was just like that we played it like too quickly. I, I know it wasn't like back to back, but it might have been like, oh man, okay, it's not quite as good as the first one. And like, yeah, I, I hold up that first one pretty high. Oh yeah, in pretty high regard on the Super Nintendo. So I remember like we had that experience, and then I'm like, okay, this cartridge is a little bit more, which it probably was like freaking like forty dollars tops. And I'm like, it's a little more expensive than other retro games, but I'm gonna get it. I gotta we had have such a it. good time. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that in my collection. Yeah. I found I think Lost Vikings 2 is one of the very few games I bought it. Like I forget the name of this store, but I went if now that I drive in Chicago and have yeah. a car in Chicago, it's like it doesn't seem that far away. But I remember taking the blue line and the bus and like making all these transfers. Oh, yeah. It took me forever to get to this place. I would do it too. And then it was the shittiest oh. retro store I've ever been to. Like nothing organized at all. Oh, well, like sometimes just, that's sometimes that's not so bad, though, if they're also behind on their pricing and they don't know what they yes, have necessarily. Not the case. Like I'm talking oh. like pretty much just like shelves full of like super scope games. Yeah. yeah. Like they're yeah. just just the shittiest games, like it's all like terrible Joe condition. Montana's like football 92. And yeah, yeah. And tons of stuff like sun bleached in the window. Just like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, like yep. what are you guys doing? man? Definitely like, that. And like nobody like again, like you're going into a retro store to buy retro games like they, I think they have modern stuff, too, but like or like yeah. semi current stuff. But like it's obviously like a hobby store. You, yeah. you would think the people working there are probably interested in games as well. Like, yeah. Any other time I go to like a retro shop, usually like you get greeted or something, you know, yeah. like, hey, or like they might they see what you're looking at and they st- you start talking random games with right. them or whatever. Like just didn't even say a word <laughs> when like I walked in. Like it was just the most unwelcoming place I've ever been to. I oh. hated that place. I went there a couple times thinking like had to be a fluke because like I, th- I found it online. Like people were talking about it, said it was like halfway decent. So I was like, I, I got yeah. Lost Vikings two is the only game I ever found there worth a damn. Well, that's that's not so bad though. If you yeah, got worth, that for a decent price. That's worth the trek and a worth the trek in the story about a shitty shop although yeah so many of those shitty shops like are will let their like the these games are assets there's only so many of them around and you're letting them get sun bleached to hell yeah like what are you doing what are you doing in fairness at least it was like in the front it was like gamecube and playstation 2 like it was that era of games that was getting the sun bleach action yeah but little did they know like the gamecube games would be worth right freaking diamonds too right some of the playstation 2 games too you never know you never know what you got yeah Yeah. it's so random even like random dvds and blu-rays yeah like a fortune yeah somebody was like i always make sure i can't remember where it was but like i always make sure to like scan the barcode on whatever app true that like like before i like get rid of something and like donate it or just sell it randomly because like you never know if you just have like some random out of print edition of something that exactly is weirdly sought after by collectors so especially these days yeah yeah and that stuff just keeps skyrocketing man I am. This is something we can actually talk about either on a save it or or otherwise. But like I beyond the the retro um, homebrew releases, all of these like retro re-releases is totally a thing, too, these days. Yeah, especially so. when they're getting. like Oh, yeah. With like the Sonic thing and the um, well, even the like Turtles um, collection. There's that stuff, but there's they're like there's also like um they've done they've like re-released before last year it was like they re-released uh Zombies Ate My Neighbors in like oh, new yeah. cartridge manufacturing, like uh that sort of thing is happening. 
Okay. A lot more I didn't, than okay, it so ever was before. I thought you were talking about that because there's like that Zombies Ate My Neighbors like sequel. Ghoul Patrol, which they also re-released and I also grabbed on pre-order, even though I've heard it's not nearly as good. Yeah, I heard it wasn't quite as good, but I thought it came with both games. I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought the Switch version at least was like a bundle. Yeah, yeah the Switch one the Switch one is, is both, but when you oh, buy the cartridges, oh. you get them separately. I see, I yes. see. So, okay, I didn't know that they were... I didn't know, actually, I had no idea. I know yeah. you've mentioned a couple random, like, reproduction carts that you've grabbed over the years, yeah. but I didn't know that, like... So this this is like official like yes. Lucas Arts stamped. Uh the, yeah yeah like yeah like, like you know signed off on the rights yeah or like whatever. limited like run went out and like gathered the rights for all these things to manufacture more Super Nintendo cartridges. Oh, they're through limited run. Yeah. Oh dang man! So I'm, limited I'm run way is behind. doing that. Uh, Strictly limited is doing that. Um, dang. Yeah, there's it's it's become its own like cottage industry of like official retro re-releases like not reproductions without the licensing and like like well i guess i can just get into it now another example of that (laughs) uh like effective tomorrow as of this recording is the nes version of battle toads and double dragon for nes is is going to be released uh again like you, you can do limited run or castlemania games or strictly limited and yeah, it's just like a okay. whole new NES cartridge because like most games that came out in those days, like just crazy expensive. But this is like as if I'm buying a new just officially licensed NES game, you know, in 2022. That's pretty sweet. And, you know, like, I mean, it's still like if I'm buying something from like a random, like another collector or whatever on eBay, like yeah. I'm not too I don't feel too bad about all oh, the money goes to just some a random other person, whatever. Right. But like. It does feel kind of better to know, like, okay, these people are taking the time to preserve these games, or yes. whatever, however you want to look at it. It's yes. like they're going through the channels, and like somehow I have to imagine that some, I guess, who, who knows what the contracts are like, but like the people that maybe made the game yeah, like, are getting are some cutback. Or like when you buy a used anything, you know, I used to yeah. think that when I would go to like record stores and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I buy the records, but like a lot of times I just buy a used record, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously only the store is seeing that. So, but then, and the, it's still you know, cool the to store support a local cool, record so store. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's fine too. Right. You know, the right. store gets that money and that's, that's cool. Right. But when you're like, Oh, just let me buy this online. Some at some random website or whatever, which yeah. I guess some of those are their own, you know, small independent stores as well. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm into all these like limited run and yeah. even uh super rare and all, all the, whether yeah. they're getting into the retro stuff or not, but just like, as much as I'm like, I don't know, because how, how do you feel about like, uh, because I I'm I really want to. Are you familiar with that game Demon Throttle that's coming out? Mm. It's like uh, it's made by the people that made Gato Roboto, and it's published oh. by Devolver Digital. But it's like a top down yeah. kind of like uh, like those NES run and gun games, like Mercenaries or whatever. what what is that game called? Like you know where you're, where you're like kind of like a commando, or maybe it's called you're like kind of running and. Top like, down, like top army. down, yeah, yeah, or like, like uh, uh, what's the NES Western themed? Oh, I was uh, thinking of the caveman one, Dino Adventures of Dino Ricky. Maybe oh, that's, it is. That's a good one too. Oh my um, god, I was just playing this game not that long ago. 
and now I forgot the point that I was gonna make. Well, about you were talking that. about uh, yeah. I just I just Googled uh, Demon Throttle, and one of the top articles is oh a yeah, yeah life thing that's like physical only Switch title Demon Throttle opens up a second chance pre order. I'm like, oh no, here we go. Uh, okay, so yeah, I didn't even know about that second chance thing, but yeah, apparently it's like it's gonna be a physical only game. Like it's never gonna be released digitally. Like I feel like that's probably not. Yeah, that's probably going to change down the line i feel but maybe it won't but i uh, that's the one thing i'm like this artificial scarcity or not artificial but it is kind of if it's it like is, hey if, it is if you're in just that gonna you say hey just, we're gonna print x amount of copies of this game and more people want it it seems like what make more of them then like it's artificial scarcity in that you are you're not allowing digital sales of it you know, that's where the artificial scarcity comes from. Like, I understand yeah. there's scarcity with physical production and manufacturing. Like, you have to order a batch at a certain amount and you have to do all the math to justify the upfront costs and all that. But yeah. if you're not going to allow it to be sold digitally, yes, you do increase the value proposition of buying physically. And, and psychos like me will then eyeball it a lot more than they should to buy I it. I know. I know uh, I'm panicking like our buddy, my buddy uh, Paradigm just sent me like a screenshot that he pre-ordered it the other day. And it's only like <laughs> uh, like with shipping or whatever. I forget. I think it came out 30 to like bucks. 37 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's not terrible. No, it's not. Not terrible And it looks for a awesome. Game. And I love Gato Roboto. I know. Like, I love Gato Roboto. And this and game looks great. And it's retro styled. And it's co-op. And it's uh, like, ah. Uh, Kevin. I know. And I want it. I want it. But I'm like, ah, I don't I don't need it. No. It's and never there are none of a million other games. Yeah, there's no. a million other games that I could play and want. And of course, I'll, I'll, that that one I'm letting myself hold off. But I know, especially because I know that like Paradigm's going to grab it. And a couple of our other buddies in the indie game collective have been like hyping it up, and I know they pre-ordered it. So it's like I know they're going to be talking about it when it comes out, and I'm going to be super pissed I didn't grab it. <laughs> so we'll see Don't if worry, I end up Kevin, ordering I'll it by probably tonight. Grab it, so there'll be another person that'll. Uh, it look it really looks awesome. Uh, I can't. There's like a really great cutscene uh, that they show in like the trailer or something where it's like I think, it, but it's either how it starts or ends. But it just like zooms up. It's like one of those kind of like Ninja Gaiden cutscenes, like where it's like right on the character's like face, like right in their like kind of their eyes, you know, showing yeah. like their facial expression. It's just like that demon just kissed my wife or something oh like God. that. <laughs> it just it looks like it's gonna be a very silly game, That's especially cute. knowing the humor and. Uh, um in Gato Roboto. It's like this is yeah. gonna be good stuff. Gunsmoke, that was the game I was thinking of. Why does that sound so familiar? I feel like I've never played that one, but I I, I can picture it. It's a it's a top down and you can collect like different gun power-ups, like Western style, like going through the 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 western towns and shooting everything you see, and there's barrels and yep. Yeah. Standard Lowing procedure stuff. It, it's actually one of the games that I first uh, tried out when I was doing all that stuff with the uh, the adapters and the arcade sticks. I'm like, oh, this game would be sweet because it's it basically is an arcade game. Yeah, yeah. Just on NES. I like some of those like run and gun. Yeah. Like on on foot games. Like they're yeah. basically just vertical shmups. But yeah, like it is. Foot, it's exactly what like, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. Lay- I like that more than when they do like. Uh, obviously it depends on the game, but like more than when they do the, where you're like flying a ship, but there are enemies on the ground and you have to like juggle, like dropping bombs on the ground and yeah. then shooting enemies in the air. Sometimes I love that, but like most of yeah. the time I'm like, ah, it's too much to juggle. I just kind of want to play a mindless 
shoot them up. Funny enough, I kind of I I I don't mind that sometimes, but I prefer the like shoot in front of you and stuff below more um in like a 3D vertical shooter styling than I do necessarily with a 2D scroller. Like meaning 3D meaning kind of more like Ikaruga style Yeah, like Ikaruga or the example that comes to mind is the the game Galactic Attack or Layer Section that's uh, it's a Saturn game I own Galactic Attack and like it does that yeah. kind of double there's like the double perspective where, yeah, you're shooting ahead, but then you can also kind of like target and shoot things that are on the ground that are shooting up at you, too. And it just like it just feels really good. Yeah, I, I I can't think of what game it is, but I know there is a game that like I'm remembering like you like whatever button it is, you like hold it down and it like targets the enemies on the yeah. ground. And I really like how it feels in that game. Yeah. But there are times there's like a few games where I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's just too much shit. And I can't tell if they're on the ground or if they're in the. You know, like some of those like 32 bit like sprites that are like crammed into some of those like Psycho games. It's like I can't like it looks awesome, but I can't tell where they're at. Uh, But yeah, I do enjoy a good run and gun shmup. Oh, they're actually re-releasing Lair Section and Galactic Attack on Switch. Ooh, nice. They might have already done it by. Oh, no, it's this month or next month. Yeah, that's pray i know we talk about this like every time or not every time but often but i really pray that the nintendo game library carries over to whatever oh, their next boy. system is i really don't think it's going to happen but oh, boy. And, unless they really brand it well i guess they did do it with the wii and the wii u so if they do make it kind of <laughs> yeah, like a how switch well, did that do? well at least it at least it worked <laughs> like you could transfer things over it worked for me i think i was able to transfer over like my uh, whatever i did that like pikmin thing for a dollar 50 fee oh yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm, so I, I mean like the, the wii stuff into the wii mode yeah yeah like the yeah like if you bought like a WiiWare game i think yeah. you, it was like on both yes but yeah that is right yeah the virtual console didn't carry over no unless Although, you booted if you booted in wii mode yeah you could play your stuff still you could um okay so yeah yeah so it's still it like technically was backwards compatible yeah it was in a way they made that work you're right and i guess yeah they they did it from like gamecube to wii like they usually do a good job of but they really haven't had to do like the digital carryover yet no they haven't had to do like the storefront care they kind of did it with like dsi to 3ds like there's some crossover there and and even wii u i think a little bit but like yeah this is this would be like the first time it's like I guess you do technically have just like a Nintendo account. Yeah. So they could. I mean, there's been multiple versions. Thing. They started the Nintendo account thing back in the. Yeah, it was like the Wii days because you would redeem your uh, your uh, Nintendo rewards point things from it, like that was behind the manual. And like it might have even been Wii. the GameCube days because I feel like some of the used game or like the player's choice games I bought at one point, like I feel like had some of those wow. in them. But maybe. No, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. There were definitely extra inserts with those. Yeah, it might have just been like those like safety instruction guides <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Too. Um, yeah, no, man, there was taking me back though. Yeah, I haven't kept. I mean, I still enter in my like get my points, but I haven't kept up, and I don't buy enough Nintendo games these days to like hit the top tier I like I used to always. No, I've been really lazy about the thing where like if you have the cartridge, you have to like go into the sub menu and redeem the 60 coin thing. I always forget now to do that where and before if you, like I was an idiot and opened up all my Wii games to redeem the points and like, oh, 
if I would have just left a few of those sealed, it, they would have been worth like quadruple these days. Oh, well. I should look up what some of my games are worth because <laughs> I, I, I do want to clean out, like especially if I'm going to move, just yeah. like try to unload some stuff. Yeah. Especially I feel like I can probably get a little more top dollar when I'm here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Although just, Michigan just has sense, a like pretty more, big gaming scene too, for that matter. That's true. Yeah. But I guess I was city. just picturing more like, oh, somebody like, oh, I can pick them up, you know? Right. True. Yeah, but definitely I, true. I guess I, I was like my my mindset was there because I've been trying to like there's like in one guitar I'm trying to sell and it's like definitely like, OK, I don't want to ship this thing. Yeah, I really would prefer somebody to just buy it here. Like I would shave off plenty of money off of it to not have to deal with shipping it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that would be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked like about shipping it overseas and I was oh like, my God, no, 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 no. Sorry, pal. Like even, even if- for a. Even yeah. for a pedal, it was going to be like $125. I'm like, dude, the pedal, I'm selling the pedal for less than that. So it's wow. there's no way there's no way that's worth it to me or you. So it could be depending on how rare it is, I suppose. But I, I don't think it will. Like, I think other than I guess it's like a, it's rare in the sense it's like a boutique, like handmade kind of one off thing. So very rare like, then. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's like from some. Yeah, there's a million. Yeah, they're not like a company that's like sought after, but you never know. It could be down the line, but it's I don't think it's something that would be like I just sent the guy a message like, hey, man, I just sent a screenshot of like what the what it was going to cost to ship. I was like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that. Yep. But oh, that's funny. Shit, man. What do we want to uh, talk about here on this episode tonight? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't uh, I I. I made the false assumption that we would have a couple other boys with us here and that I, I know could, I, I did the same. <laughs> I did the same. No better. I've got, I've got tons of stuff that I can rattle off. And like, I, I know I mentioned in the discord, like we could talk maybe about the Nintendo switch online. Yeah. That, plan. Like I was kind of think when you said that, I'm like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe we could talk about what's like currently on there and, and kind of, our impressions of those and kind of what I would recommend out of those in my experience sort of thing like that could that could work yeah and like maybe stuff we're like looking forward to on the like some Sega deep cuts or something sure um I could totally obviously I could riff on that yeah yeah we could just like dig into that otherwise like I've like I I hadn't been playing a ton of games in the last couple days I did some streams so I've like been kind of playing like I was playing that Shotgun King game a bunch, which I talked about on Save It for the Cast last week. So I'd probably, if if I shouted out, like they literally just released the full version of it today because nice. it was originally just uh, for the Ludum Dar game jam. Yeah. Uh, so they just came out with like the full version today. Um, but then I've been playing a bunch of that game Stacklands, which is like a deck building card game, mm. crafting game, which is really fun. Uh, Crown of Pain I've been playing a lot of, which is kind of like a puzzle league style R- RPG battling Ooh. game. So Ooh. I could maybe talk a little about that. Whoa. Um, I was playing Peglin, which is a, a, a earlier today, the demo for that. That's like a roguelike uh, Peggle hybrid. What? You're like battling enemies and like shooting different orbs at like you Peggle are, pegs to are, do damage. You're hitting very certain niches with me in a number of regards here. Okay, so maybe maybe I'll just like uh, I'll just pull some of these out because originally I was like, oh well, we'll probably talk Kirby and Elden Ring, and then like I was playing a bunch of that Going Under game, 
uh, yeah. on Switch, which is like a roguelike. You're like playing it like a tech startup company, and you're just, it's oh it's got a really God. good sense of humor. <laughs> but it, like the whole game is like all about like everything's kind of destructible. Like so, <laughs> it's just like run in, grab it, kind of like that Blood Roots game. Like yeah, everything's a weapon, and pick up you know grab this laptop, smash it on top of this goblin. That is and grab fun. a monitor, and yeah, you know there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff. So I've been having fun with that. So that was kind of like the game that I was like, okay, we'll probably talk a bunch about Kirby and Elden Ring. And then if we need a little extra filler, just if we want a little something else, like I'll talk a little bit about going under. We would have legitimately talked about just those two games. And um, that's that's what the way I felt. I I almost threw it out there. I'm like, you know, Kevin, I don't know that we even need to set like an agenda per se, because those two games alone would be more than enough time. Oh, definitely. With the conversation. Probably could eat, especially with a fourth, third or fourth person in the mix. But yeah, it's just like we easily could have riffed on that stuff for quite some time. Yes. Um, But yeah, we could do like kind of what I did with Kevin when Kevin Cole and I record. Like I have all these games written down here that we like had on the docket and list and whatever. So like when I recorded with him, I I think I got like self-conscious and I didn't want to hammer out like a list because he was just like, you ready to record? And I was like. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I just like got nervous and just kind of like I would just like glance over and kind of, or maybe I did. Maybe that was with Matt Glanville. Now I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I like I remember I kept like kind of just just glancing over at the list so I could kind of be like, hey, which game would you rather hear about this or this? And then I could dive into it and we could just plan on talking about like the the Sega and N64 stuff. Sure. A little for the Switch Online. And just go, it could just be kind of like a more lax, casual episode. Yeah. Like, hey, what else are you playing? You still playing some Retro Bowl? Or are you still playing, you know, whatever? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we could probably just wing wing that route. Cause yeah, I could I could dig into I could probably just glance off of any combination of those games. Yeah. Um that I mentioned. I think and obviously so too. It, and obviously if you have anything else that you've been playing as well, but uh um, not that's the problem is like it's been like legitimately exclusively Kirby and Elden Ring. That's awesome. Yeah. Like exclusively like to the point where I still have the Sega Saturn uh, uh, five way adapter plus the 3D controller pad plugged in on my floor because I've been playing Panzer Dragoon Saga. But then like that just full out cold turkey stopped because my time got sucked up by those other two games completely. That's kind of awesome. Like when's the last time you had like three games in, I don't want to say rotation, but yeah. cause obviously you said you kind of put saga on the back burner, but like when's the last time you had like kind of big games like yeah. that, that you were just kind of digging into a little more deeply. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while for me for sure. A long time. And yeah, it's, it saga's on the back burner, but it's still on the stove, right? It's on, it's just on the back burner. Like I'm going to finish that game. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a matter of like, basically, it's a matter of just love of completing Kirby because Elden Ring will last forever and ever and ever. Especially, yeah, based on how far (laughs) DJ seems like he is already. And it's like, dang. And he's he said he hasn't beaten it yet. And I I, know. But he's a meticulous player. You get you all are. Yes. Like you and John, I'm sure are as well. But like DJ's like. I've never like it's really hard watching DJ play a game like I remember watching him play like Uncharted yeah and just like tiptoeing through level like he's just very cautious and like yeah you know he'll he'll play it in a way that like he won't die he'll yep. never fucking die but like yep. it's also like 
are you even having fun? <laughs> this does not look like a fun. It's definitely not fun to watch. Because it's, um, yeah, like, especially something like Uncharted. It's so, like, you need to, like, guns blazing. Just, it's big, stupid action fun. And your guns yeah, blazing. And you're, you're, you're being filled with bullets. But you're Nathan Drake, so it doesn't matter. You just say, oh, ouch. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, let me, let me brush that off, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, DJ's sitting there, like, what? just like, okay, I'm going to wait. I, I'm going to learn the pattern of when these enemies pop their heads up and then like okay one at a time like very he's very methodical the way he plays Mm -hmm. games like again yeah if he finds like a cheap exploit in dark souls where he's like oh i can hit that dragon all the way from down here if i do this like arcing arrow shot like yeah it might take it might take 700 arrows to kill that (laughs) dragon from here but i've got 800 i'm gonna do it like he'll do that like where i'll be like oh i'll like be like oh it's cool that you could do that yep and then i'll just move on because I'm not going to waste my time where DJ's like, oh, OK, I can exploit that. Yep. It's pretty funny. Specifically with with games like Dark Souls and Elden Ring, I kind of don't blame him with that because otherwise you just get like the likelihood of you getting smashed in the face and losing quickly is very high. Yeah. So and, and, and then does- you lose your progress to some degree, too, on top of that. And like, be, from someone who hasn't really played much of those games, but, it, you know, from, from that perspective, like it does feel like you're kind of like getting one back at the designer of yes. the game. Like, oh, for every time you fucked me over. Yes. Fuck you. I just yes. took that dragon out like <laughs> without, in the cheapest you know, way possible yes. when it wasn't even supposed to be like active. It was just supposed to be a little tease scene to like show off the boss that I'm about to have to fight. Mm-hmm. And I found a way that I can snipe it from over here. I'm not with, going to I I'm going to stop talking about this because I wanted to start bringing up comparisons to Breath of the Wild, but this is for a conversation for another day. Okay, I'm saving okay. it. Saving nice. it. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably should get rolling on starting an app here. Sure. I like lists, though. Maybe they, are, they are fun to look at, especially when, I mean, a big genesis of like, at least for me, wanting to do the Pursuing Pixels stuff or like anything when we would talk about doing like blogs and stuff in yeah. the past was always like, I'm so sick of seeing the same list yeah. or the same like games always at the top of those yes. lists. Like I get so excited with, oh, somebody's got a new top hundred list and oh, there's Super Mario Brothers or there's yeah. Tetris or there's this or there's that. It's like. Especially with Super Mario Brothers. I know I've said this a million times, but I'm just like, most every other Mario game is better than this game. So it's like, it's it, definitely uh, pretty objectively. I'm not yeah. even being subjective. Like, no, you you're pretty you're much totally say, right. at, at the very least, Mario 3 and Mario World are both better <laughs> than Easily. Mario 1 by like worlds, a million times. World's better than Mario. Like, both of those games are heads and tails above Super Mario yeah, Brothers. Yeah, like, like 25 times better yes. or more. Yes. Um, not that you can quantify it, but like at least, but, but, but influential, say, of know, course, like it, but not even just, it is influential and that's why like Knuckle you got to give it number one. It yeah. But that's like, and I think that's the way that I'll, I'll talk about these Genesis games. Cause that's, that's what's more interesting to me. And I know it's, what's more interesting to you too, is like, okay, through a, a modern lens, a 2022, onward lens like i'm firing these games up now 
if even if I have nostalgia, like that that diminishes pretty quickly when you're actually playing the thing, right? What is good to play right now? What's interesting exactly. to play right now? What are the best games? Like throw influential, throw nostalgia and what you played when you were eight out the fucking window. Like like I said in a previous podcast, the original Ninja Turtles on NES, I'm sorry to say, is not a very good game. I understand yeah. everybody had a copy of it. That doesn't make it good. <laughs> like it's got the, it like the, I think what I'll give it is like it sets a good in like the sense of adventure and like environment yeah. and like it it really feels like a pretty grand adventure of a game. Yeah, but if you can make it far enough. If yeah, if you can get past the dam. I don't think I've ever made it past that I, section. I, like there's hard levels before you even get to that point. Exactly. Yeah, and then it's like yeah, and I'm usually down to hard. Like, it's I'm not usually, like well designed hard. Yeah, it's like very rigid. It's a very yeah. rigid game from what I recall. But like, yeah. again, I was such a diehard Turtles fan. But yeah, I would get to the dam with like only Michelangelo and be like, shit, <laughs> well, what oh do I do here? God, literally can't. Yeah, can't move anywhere because, you know, you're you're losing Donatello first because yeah. he's and got the Leonardo most range. is the next yeah. best option. And, and then, then you're, you're fucked. Screwed. Then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> In no it's range. Over. Yeah. I'm you're excited just waving to... your stupid nunchuck like two inches in front of your face and trying to kill people. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> terrible. That and the sigh. The sigh's even yes. worse. Yes, cooler oh, but worse. But no, I, like Super Mario Brothers. Like I've that was another game that I didn't necessarily beat when I was a kid, but then I I Same. like randomly played it and beat it when I was like I don't know twenty, and I'm like you know it's 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 still worth a playthrough from that like it's perspective not, it's not a bad game yeah no but it's, just... it's not bad it's just like every mario game since has been like almost all of them have been incredible on one level or another besides arguably like mario sunshine or something yeah like, and it's, it's just kind of fun to see where it all started kind of is kind of yeah. really the only reason to play mario but i still i like super mario sunshine i the only thing i remember feeling negative about it was just like it ended abruptly i felt like i was just wow, like, oh it's over it that far huh i okay. loved it man i i've Still, You're I definitely, those. even at the time, I, I didn't love it. Like, I'm not a diehard, but I definitely was like, I definitely remember when I beat it, I had the feeling of like, man, if this game was just had a, like, was just a little bit longer, it would be like easily right on par with Mario 64. It does have really good vibes. I, I love the vibes of that game. I'll say and the that controls much. are great. Like it feels, it yeah, feels great from what I remember. There's like a learning that. curve there with flood and everything, but like, yeah, it, it does feel good. And it's one of those gamecube games that uses the analog triggers fairly effectively too yeah yeah so that part is pretty cool where like to do like the the water like the full water blast instead of the stream like you had to click down that game yeah i forgot about that but yeah so like stuff like that is cool it's just i don't know and and i don't know if i could really put maybe it's like they're still working out the camera or like i don't know what it was maybe it just like i prefer more of the kind of galaxy put me on a path but then i i liked mario 64 a lot so i can't even necessarily say that i don't know it just but didn't I, I'm, click with I'm, me as much i'm definitely with you where yeah i, I usually want to be on the path like, yeah 